Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. Okay, full battery everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back, Dirtlings. <laughs> Welcome back, Dirtlings, to the Devil's Dirt Star. We are your hosts, Big Spoon. And Ellsworth. So, Big Spoon, um, before we get started, <laughs> before we get started, hang on, fix my mic. Oh, yeah, you can do some tightening business yeah, on there. Okay, so, before we get started, I have a gift for you. Oh, my God, you brought it. From, from Mother <laughs> You guys. Look at this thing. Look at my mouth. <laughs> Look at this spoon. You actually brought it to me. Yeah. So I went home uh, for Thanksgiving and I like <laughs> as soon as I, I get home and I'm making food and my mother opens one of the drawers and pulls out this for those who are lis- listening and not watching gigantic <laughs> serving spoon and set comes up oh. to me and conspiratorially goes for a certain special someone and I had no idea what she was talking about. I like just looked at her like, huh? And then she goes for big spoon. I'm like, oh, (laughs) when you sent me this picture, I died laughing. (laughs) This, the picture doesn't do it justice at all. Like this is enormous. I am so excited. (laughs) Think about everything that can fit in here. And it's just ice cream. Yeah. Like that's what I need it for. Every scoop. It's going to have every bit of flavor from my ice cream. <laughs> <sighs> Peanut butter pandemonium, you guys. It's like Ooh. my fave. So good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the dairy kills me if I have too much, but I'm trying to keep dairy in my diet. <sighs> Gluten be damned. That's like a thing, right? Mm. People, I don't know, or at least it's a thing that I've seen with other people that stop eating gluten. Over time, they stop eating dairy as well interesting but i try to keep it in my diet too i've seen a lot of people have like lactose issues i, I imagine that probably comes with age too but i mean i i oh, haven't been eating fair. dairy since i was like 18 um and right. gluten didn't come along until a few years ago when i moved to plattsburgh because you know we talked about people that gluten free um may or may not be in the water yes I am so excited about this spoon. I'm going to proudly present this right here for the duration we'll, of the We'll podcast. get a picture after to put on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. we had a poll. We did. We had a poll to find out what people wanted for a kind of Christmassy holiday-themed episode. And uh, for our Patreon members, the options were Yule Magic, Christmas Ghost Stories, or Krampus. And Krampus won. <laughs> So we're going to do that. Um, I also, before we get started, wanted to correct something from the last episode. So when we were talking about burials and religions that don't allow bodies to be touched. So I had, I had years and years ago, a Catholic friend who told me that they had to be buried a certain way and they couldn't have autopsies or anything. However, upon further research, I don't know if I misunderstood her or if she misunderstood or if it was just her personal opinion. However, okay. it is, to my knowledge, not a Catholic thing from the research I did. And, and if you are in a sect of Catholicism that does practice this, please let me know because I'm just confused. Um, <laughs> but from what I could find, the reli- like popular religions that do not allow 
change things to be done to the body, like autopsies and stuff are, um, Islam and Judaism. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. If you're a practicing Christian and this is part of your beliefs, please let me know. Cause now I'm, I'm obviously I misremembered or misunderstood. So, or I, it was a set, a certain sect that she was a part of. It's not someone that I'm close with anymore, so I don't want to ask. But it's very interesting. Yeah, now I'm very curious. So if you are practicing a religion that is does not allow for bodies to be dismembered or affected after death, please let me know. I'm curious. Yeah. All I'm thinking about is how I think we've talked about this before, but my ex stepmom. Long story. You, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, she told me that I couldn't be buried in a cemetery yeah i think because you're not you're not baptized right no, I'm yeah not. and i know that that's that's a thing too i'm a heathen yeah <laughs> we're all See, heathens here we welcome heathens <laughs> in this dirt star yes yes very interesting yeah. i'd like to look into that a little bit yeah and get some thoughts from some of my local folks yeah interesting yeah so now i'm yeah Anyways, just wanted to correct that. I don't want to be spreading misinformation more than I already do. So <laughs> this is a misinformation and hyperfixation podcast. Yes, it's, it's a live and learn. We correct things as we learn them. So, yeah, but we love to learn. Yes. Lifetime, lifelong learner. Yes. You are. Yes. Yes. All the degrees. All the degrees <laughs> that I can obtain. <laughs> And then I just get hyper fixated on random things and then I'm off to the next. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yep. (laughs) So today I did some research for um, Krampus movies. Let me tell you what. There are some terrible Krampus movies out there. Oh, yeah. Like one of them I started watching and then Jesse was like, what in the hell is going on? And I'm like, listen, this is so bad. I think it was made with a $10 budget, but it wasn't. It was like a million dollars. I couldn't get through it. Which one was it? When did it, when was um, it made? It was actually what I thought. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was actually what I thought was the second Krampus movie to the 2015 one. Oh, but so it, it was wasn't. a fairly new. Oh, it wasn't. No, there were actually three movies made in 2015 really? about Krampus. Three. Interesting yes. that, that, that um, I thought the inter- modern day interest um, the peak from Krampus came from the 2015 one. I didn't realize. So if there were three, that to me implies that, although I, I have heard that it's very common that if someone hears that someone's making a movie, then other people will rush to make the movie as well to like, yeah. Think about all the documentaries or like short series that come out and it's mm-hmm. like a duplicate of another one, like the candy. Yeah. Uh, one that was about candy. What's her face. She like murdered her, uh, neighbor and yeah. all that with an ax. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Well, it happened in the 80s, so I'm sorry. <laughs> and if it, it really happened, right? It really happened. Yeah, so it's not a spoiler. It's yeah. it's just a piece of history. You're yeah. welcome. But like there's one starring Jessica Biel and then there's another one starring um Elizabeth Olsen, which okay. I heard was also really good. I haven't watched it yet. But hmm. yeah, when one's coming out with one thing, there's another person working on the same project and yeah. it's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> that would give me so much anxiety. For real. <laughs> yeah. But you actually have the lore behind Krampus. Yes. So uh, when I was in Salem a couple of weeks ago for a friend's 30th, I went into Black Craft Cult. Of course, I always go when we go to Salem. And they had a book from um, Jeff Bellinger. Bellinger? 
I think I'm going to go with Bellinger. Bellinger, Bellinger sounds more right than Belanger. <laughs> um, but it's called The Fright Before Christmas. And it's filled with the true story of Christmas and then these different Christmas schools. And there's a lot of different Ooh. Christmas schools. I, I'm only bringing up Krampus. But if you want more specific Christmas schools, you have to listen to when we guest spot with Double Density Podcast. And I'll, I'll bring some of those up. But yeah. So where did we want to start? With the lore or the films? Um, I can give a backstory, I guess, with the lore, and then we'll kind of dive into the modern day pop culture version of Krampus. Okay. So um, before we start, I want to give a kind of brief rundown on St. Nicholas because um, Krampus is tied to him. And so St. Nicholas is the origin of Santa Claus, if you are not familiar. And St. Nicholas Day is the day that is celebrated generally on the 5th or 6th of December. And it is actually when he allegedly died, but it's kind of a celebration of his life. So St. Nicholas of Myra is the real life person that Santa Claus is based on. So he is a a real historical figure. Um, Good old St. Nick was a Greek monk from what is now modern day Turkey. Oh, Mm -hmm. so Santa Claus is from Turkey. That's cool. Um, Well, he's Greek. Yeah. Anyways, he's (laughs) he's from that area. Um, He is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, and students in Europe. Specifically students in Europe. That's a very like wide range. It is. Of people. It is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So according to the St. Nicholas Center, he was born to wealthy parents and they died when he was fairly young and left him as an orphan and they were also very devout christians so which is you know why he became a devout christian and he following the teachings of christ he chose to use his inheritance to help the poor from everything that i've read he it sounds like he was a really wonderful person um i mean he inspired santa claus so um there are stories of him you know so as we know, depending on where you are in the world, he, he leaves gifts for you in shoes or stockings. So this myth comes from the, the stories that St. Nicholas would drop gold bars down chimneys or in windows and they'd land and, you know, people hang up their stockings to dry and they'd land in the stockings. Oh my God, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't write this down. So I'm just going to share this story from memory. Growing up, my mom was very big on, on teaching us the true story of Christmas. And, and so she would, tell us these tales probably partially based in truth but also definitely very grown out of myth as well of the real saint nicholas and the things he would do and one of them was there was this widower who had these three daughters and he couldn't afford dowries for them and so saint nicholas he like heard them talking about it he was passing by a window and so he heard him talking about the first daughter so he threw a gold bar through the window and it landed in a shoe and the husband the father was able to like use that as a dowry for the first daughter and eventually he did it for all all three daughters and so there's a lot of tales of him just he was very humble he didn't want people to catch him giving gifts so he'd like secretly sneak (laughs) them places uh it's very interesting and and other you know kind of passing along St. Nicholas's life. This was, was a time period where Christians were persecuted a lot. So he experienced a lot of persecution and imprisonment and stuff like that just for being Christian. So he died on Dece- December 6th, ages ago. <laughs> I don't have the date, but it was a very, very long time ago. And now it is celebrated, especially in Germanic countries, um, as St. Nicholas Day. So it's celebrated in many different ways depending on where in Europe you are and it's celebrated here as well especially if you're in a community that is you know largely Dutch or German 
it's it's more popular. Cool. Um, but I'm going to go focus on the Germanic style celebrations because that's what I'm most familiar with personally. And I believe that's also where the celebrations are most popularized. Like, I mean, if you go to Germany this time of year. Isn't it more of like a festival? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I would say in the same way that like there are Christmas festivals. Like yeah. it, it's it's a celebration and a, a holiday for sure. That's yeah. very cool. Also, just the shoe thing. This is the first time I'm hearing about really? it. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a huge Dutch I've children never... put their put their little wooden clogs out for Santa to leave presents in. That is so precious. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that idea. Yeah. Instead of just the, you know, stocking or throwing things down a chimney, which I get. I just thought that was the route in which santa chose to oh enter no the it, home yeah there's there's also i mean reindeer is an american thing but they're like there are places where he rides a donkey Wait. or a horse um the reindeer's an american thing that's not like a i don't i don't think it's popular in other places oh. um probably more now because america uh our westernization of things i mean santa claus yeah. really became a thing too in in europe thanks to us I after world the- war ii but coke commercials probably had a lot to do yes, with that. Yes, the Coke commercials also really changed what St. Nicholas looked like because he was he was a saint. He didn't eat a lot. He was like historically a very thin not jolly. Not well, I would friendly, but not like bowl full of jelly jolly. <laughs> jolly he was not large. Yes, he was not a large man. He was very yeah. slim. Um and then Coke really created the iconic Santa that we know yeah. now today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, on the night of generally, I grew up knowing um, that the sixth was St. Nicholas Day. From my research, I've learned that it is the fifth or the sixth. It just depends on where you are and some other factors. So I'm, we're going to operate on December 5th being uh, the, the night before St. Nicholas Day and the sixth being St. Nicholas Day. Okay. So on the night of December 5th, Santa Claus or Sinterklaas or Sankt Niklaus. Um, and a quick note that in these traditions, um, the Weihnachtsmann or Father Christmas is a different entity than Santa Claus. What? So Father Christmas is like a helper. He's not Santa Claus. Does he have like a form? Like, do we know what he, Father Christmas looks like? It, when, if you Google Father a- Christmas, it's kind of like a more old timey version of Santa. Okay. As far as what he, I mean it's kind of cross mingled enough now that it looks like another Santa Claus, but it's kind of like a little wizard that it looks like a Santa Claus kind of like That's a little very fun. Yes. Yes. Santa, but wizard. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, um, the Santa Claus or the Weihnachtsman will leave gifts and sweets for good children in the shoes or boots or bags that are left outside for him. So where does Krampus fall into all of this? Krampus, uh, which is thought to have come from the German word Kramper Krampen, which used to mean claw. I don't think it still means claw, oh. at least not to my knowledge. If you're German origins, please let us know if Krampen is still used to mean claw. Um, however, allegedly on the same night that Sinterklaas is going around and leaving presents for all the good boys and girls, Krampus follows, leaving coal in the best case scenario or a root, uh, root being a, a switch. Like, you know, you've seen like with the branches that he carries and he like, yes. Yeah. For the bad children. That's the best case scenario. He can also do much darker things, which I'll cover a little bit later. So picture this. (laughs) You've spent the day preparing for St. Nicholas's arrival. Uh, Maybe you spent the day making baked goods like Banket, Boterquek. I'm going to butcher all of these. Uh, Krudnoten cake or Luzerner Lebuchen. Uh, Maybe you went to church. 
you know, celebrating religiously um, or decorated the house, singing songs about Sinterklaas. Um, evening comes and you set out your boots or your clogs or your stockings or however you celebrate and you leave a, a carrot or some hay for um, St. Nicholas's horse, Shima. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and you wait to see if you get a knock at the door. So this is a little different. Um, uh, uh, traditionally, what they do is they'll leave their things out and either Santa's helper, Santa himself, or a neighbor will knock and be like, oh, you got your presents. And then you'll, you know, get your you get your gifts that night. I feel like so far, I love this. And then you're going to rip everything to shreds. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends on whether you've been good or naughty. Okay. So um, instead of hearing that knock, you hear the clatter of hooves. Or the rattle of chains. But it ain't a horse on your roof. But it's not a horse on your roof. <laughs> okay. And that's another thing. Santa doesn't jump on roofs in, as to my knowledge, that's a, another thing that's more popular in America. Because again, the reindeer, the flying right. reindeer. So yes. in traditional lore, he's not up on the roof. No. Um, no. It's. I mean, I guess he's getting on the roof if he's dropping things down the chimney, but he's not going in the chimney. Wait, does Krampus get on the roof? He could. Ew. Depends on <laughs> depends on where you're where you're from. So if, for those who aren't familiar with the appearance of Krampus, he is he look he, I mean he looks like a demon. He's he has you know big horns, hooves. He's usually carrying a switch and a sack, and he's usually wrapped in chains. So, so the chains are a more okay. recent addition. Um, they are the Christianization of Krampus because Krampus kind of came a little more from the the old gods lore. So. Um, Krampus originally became lore around the 12th century and it they believe he is kind of a descended from hell who is the god of death in Norse mythology whoa or the maybe not the god of death he's the, the god of the underworld in Norse mm-hmm. mythology so 13 Krampus has kind of come and go since then he didn't really became come super popular until um recently so yeah, no 13th kidding. century church tried to get rid of it because they thought it was kind of glorifying the devil and then which is kind of interesting because in a way i mean it is but only in the same way that the same way to me that the church glorifies the devil and saying if you're bad this is the repercussion yeah so i find that the... kind of interesting i think it's because of the old god ties okay um you know they not a fan of that of that stuff yeah it's a little pot calling the kettle black in a way a little yeah it works for me, but not for thee, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Krampus didn't really come back into form until the 1800s. And so at that time, the chains were added. And that's an, an addition from Christianity. So kind of being, it, throwing some more devil ties to him. I like the chains. The chains, yeah. And it, there are actually, if you look up like classic Krampus pictures there in imagery, there are a lot of postcards and, and paintings from this time of Krampus, yeah. the traditional kind of freaky goat-like man figure usually bearded and scarred and big horns and very scary looking and and I was on reddit reading different things of of children talking about or ex-children you know adults who were children yeah, right who, who experienced <laughs> you know in the Germanic countries having Sinterklaas and Krampus come and being terrified of the person who was dressed up as, as Krampus because understandably it's gonna scare you straight when you see uh, goat yeah. demon come in <laughs> So again, the milder version of this is he's going to leave coal or a switch instead of presents. The scarier version is he takes bad children and he fills his sack with them and he leaves with them. Oh my God. I wanted to ask you so badly what was in the sack. Children. It's me in the sack. Yes, it's you. It's you. You've been naughty. <laughs> oh, that is scary. Yes. Where does he bring them? 
I think he just he eats them perhaps. Oh, nice. It, you it is not a good place that you're going if you end up in Krampus's sack. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. And I have to imagine that it's also a magical sack because you could really realistically only fit what like 3 children in a normal sack. Well, how big is Krampus? He'll go the, the size of a man, like a large man. Okay. Yeah. So not like he's not normal. I would say that's I mean with his like goat like legs he might stand kind of tall but he's not you know like 10 feet tall he's yeah. like the size of a man generally speaking oh my fucking god <laughs> and so there are actually myths that krampus is or part of the mythos in some places that is that krampus is saint nicholas's brother that's a like a very new addition obviously as far as like saint nicholas's history and mytho- mythos but yeah i wonder if there's something in the literature that could kind of lead you to believe no no i don't think so at all i, th- I think it's just because it may- fit puts everything in a nice little tidy package of like yes here's saint nicholas and his brother and they come and they're the two you know good cop bad cop interesting yeah i don't i don't think that there's any i mean if we're gonna look at it from like a an analytical standpoint and look at all the lore i don't think there's anything written where people can interpret it as oh it's his brother i think it was just kind of tacked on as like this this makes sense we're gonna have him be his brother do you think they talk to each other like they're on walkies totally this kid's been shit yeah santa's like they left me no cookies (laughs) pick this kid up or like the wrong cookies yeah oh yeah don't leave santa oatmeal raisin you monsters (laughs) don't do that you guys don't do that he's tired he needs something delicious yeah I mean, at least like a snickerdoodle. Yeah, like bare cookie. minimum, bare minimum sugar yeah. cookie. Because those, let's be honest, <laughs> chocolate chip is the best. It is the best. It, the, it's there's a reason it's the standard cookie is chocolate chip. Sugar cookies okay if it's well made and it has frosting. Yes, I'm not. You're not going to catch me eat dry eating a sugar cookie with nothing on it. You know, part of me I really like or used to like. I haven't had one in a long time, but shortbread cookies that's not good enough for Santa. It's not. It's no. got to be sugar. The man is working hard outside of the realm of time to bring gifts to children all over the Christian celebrating parts of the world. That was very beautiful. <laughs> Give him his goddamn cookies. <laughs> And no soy milk. We've seen a Santa Claus. He doesn't like soy milk. No, you can't trick him. He'll know. He'll yeah. spit it out everywhere. It'll be a mess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Krampus kind of disappeared a bit after World War II because the westernization. And when I say westernization, really what I'm referring to is American culture because our culture tends to be very overbearing and, and kind of filter into other countries. That's um, fair. It's... Well, We'll say on a nice end, it's popular. We'll go with that. Um, so after World War II, Santa Claus really started to take hold. And so there are pl- a lot of places now in Germanic countries where they have, they do celebrate, you know, the, we'll, we'll call it the American Christmas. It's not just the American Christmas, but with Santa Claus coming on the 25th and then they'll still have St. Nicholas coming on the 6th. Okay. So it wasn't really until the 2000s that Krampus started to really take hold and come back again into popular culture and, and modern lore. And he, I would say he's quite popular now as far I mean, most people know who Krampus is or are familiar in one way or another with, with his icono- iconography. Yeah. Yeah. What triggered it? The movies. Definitely. The, well, from from everything I've read, it's, it's the, the, it was really the 2015 movies, what really blew it up. I, I mean, there were, there are Krampus, 
foundations and groups of people who get together and dress up as Krampus, which is cool and fun and odd, but you know, <laughs> odd in a fun way. There were also Krampus runs and Krampusnacht. So people oh. run dressed as Krampus and they'll hit your feet with a switch. So <laughs> in this... Ver- in that version, the hitting you with a switch is actually not to punish you. It's to scare the bad ghosts out of you. Oh, okay. So, so there's, necessarily... there were lighthearted versions, more lighthearted versions of Krampus kind of being like a slightly darker Santa, the, the Santa Claus that punishes. He leaves you some coal. He leaves you a switch. He, he scares you into being good. And then there's the Krampus that creeps into your bedroom when you're bad, rattling with chains and cloven hooves and tosses you in a sack and takes you away forever. So does it depend on your level of bad? No, I think it's just depending on what you believe. Because mm. oh. I, I have to imagine, <laughs> I have to imagine maybe the slightly crueler parents were kind of like, Santa Claus might come and bring you a candy cane or Krampus is going to come if you don't wash your dishes and I'm going to miss you because I'll never see you again because he's going to put you in a sack and take you away and torture you. Uh, there's many different types of parenting styles. Yes. <laughs> I think. Yes. I don't think I've ever told my steps on anything like that. No. Yeah. There. I don't think my parents really did. There were a few times my dad would make like kind of like scary jokes about things like that, but mm-hmm. never. I think the biggest at one point he made a very classic parent joke about the boogeyman. Um, when I was very little and I took it to heart. <laughs> Have you told me this before? I don't know. I don't Maybe. think so. I need it to was know. Just, uh, uh, just standard boogeyman <laughs> hiding in your closet. You got to make sure your closet doors. So I, if there's a closet, the door needs to be fully closed or fully open. It I can't agree. be cracked. You got to either be able to see what's inside or not see what's inside. Yep. There can't be room for something to put its little fingers on the door and just... I'll sign that into law. Yeah. I don't like it. So I, I wouldn't do it as a kid. I don't, I think it was, I think my dad made it, said this to make us go to bed at a certain time. So it was like, if you're out of bed after 7.30 or 8 or whenever it was that we had to go to bed. Yeah. Then the boogeyman will come get you. And. That makes sense. Yeah. We're it was little, just standard parenting. Yeah. Fear we're, tactic. We're hellions when it comes to going to bed. Yes. As toddlers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or kids in general. Yeah. I, I was always. I, I, when I was probably like 11 or 12, my mom stopped trying to get me to go to bed at a certain time and just let me work under my natural, my natural circadian rhythm, which unfortunately for me is generally I'm at my most productive from like 10 PM to like 3 AM, which doesn't really work with modern, (laughs) most modern jobs. Yep. No, it doesn't. I agree. (laughs) Insomnia, Mm -hmm. not for the win. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's just my little rundown on Krampus. I like it. He's he's a fun, fun character. Definitely a little more popular in some places in Europe, but yeah, I well now hearing a little bit of the backstory because I didn't really know exactly what was real just based on movies because movies are movies. They're gonna do movie things like they're not blow things always out of faithful to the lore. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna take some creative license, which you know, if done right, cool. Whatever. I enjoy film just to enjoy film. I, I have not seen a Krampus movie I did not like. I don't they're certainly taking liberties. But <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask you. So okay, let me load up my biz here. Thank you. <laughs> did you see the one directed by Michael Doherty in 2015. I that believe that's the one with the, the family, Krampus. right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've seen that one. There was one, there's another one that I thought was better and I can't remember. 
Well, how about you tell me about the ones you looked up and I'll tell you if I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. Okay. So I have a list of the top 10 Krampus movies Mm -hmm. and then I have a rundown of like what happened in the 2015 one, which is the one I watched the other day for the first time. Let me tell you what. It was hysterical. I loved it. They did a great job. I liked the cast. Yeah, the cast was great. Yeah, Tony um, Collette's always... <sighs> I have not seen her in anything where I'm like, she this. Like, she's just a phenomenal actress. No, everything she does is like, everything she yes. does is good. Yeah, And I love that everybody acted genuine like mm-hmm. they're genuinely being terrorized and they're horrified by what's happening but at the same time everything is just darkly funny and the whole i i don't remember when i, I watched it years ago but obviously i've known about krampus i don't even remember when i first learned i've known about him for a long time so i i remember watching it and the whole it's one of those movies where you watch it and the whole time you're like no don't do that <laughs> <laughs> just the whole thing is just torture because they just yeah you no, know there's a scene where two so i would say like the main character is max who is like the family son yeah there is a scene where his stupid shitty cousins steven and or stevie and jordan sorry they're both females spoiler alerts bt dubs oh yeah yes bt dubs big spoiler as you should know by now but yes we're discussing movies they will be spoiled for you yes this is my movie review uh section of the pod but they think that they hear their cousin Mm -hmm. who had gone missing at one point early on in the film they think they hear her up in the attic bitch what are you doing you are not going up in that attic never also super doesn't sound like her it sounds like something mini and terrifying and like a little ghost kid maybe Mm -hmm. talking no come on what are you doing absolutely the fuck and and of course this is the one where the grandma the whole time knows exactly what's going on and is trying to explain to them what's going on and they're like no no grandma relax we'll be fine and she's like (laughs) batten up the hatches it's coming (laughs) keep that fire going yes yeah yeah krampus does come down the chimney he comes in wherever he can come in yeah yeah (laughs) yeah krampus comes in where he wants to (laughs) indeed he does Yes. So what we can do, uh, we can do a rundown of the other films and or we can basically go through the like the most infamous Krampus movie. I have a pretty I watched it. So I have a comprehensive list of what's going on in that. film, And I was trying to make sense of it as you were talking about the lore. You know, I definitely I mean, you know, they they really just. And Krampus can certainly be a horror, a horror character. He is a very horror-like character, but they certainly turn it, him into, you know, a classic horror monster. Oh, absolutely. Which um, I think, from my understanding of the lore, might be a little... I mean, it's just, I would say it's no more or less exaggerated than most Santa Claus movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the Santa Claus being, which is the movie I grew up with. And when I believed in Santa Claus, how I believed Santa Claus is everything worked. Cause that was the first Santa Claus movie I watched, which is certainly, if you look at Santa Claus lore, perhaps a little exaggerated. <laughs> it's definitely, but that's how we, that's how we kind of come to these things. So of course, Krampus has to be exaggerated into this unstoppable, relentless Being, demon. demon. Yes. Yes. Very, very demonic. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah, and I, I do think, some of that lore comes from Christianity, but also I think if you look at what I'm going to, you know, in quotes, old gods mm-hmm. style imagery, there's a lot of shared um, 
ideas with yeah. modern what we see as demons now, which I'm sure, I mean, you know, religions share things, but I find that very interesting because I think a lot of, I mean, when you think of the, what's he called? Hmm. Hmm. The man of the forest. It, it, I, I can't. Is it Norse? No, it, it, it's a pagan belief. Oh, I'm thinking green man. His, he's got a very. He's also kind of freaky. Face. There's, I, <laughs> my brain is not operating at a hundred percent, but there are, there are lots of, there's a lot of iconography that is tied to, I don't know if I'm using that word properly, but I'm going to keep using it. So sorry. There's a lot of iconography <laughs> that I think is shared between pagan and Christian religions because we, you know, everything's interbred Definitely. at this point, but I agree yeah, with so that. Krampus is interesting because he is very demonic, but I also think that maybe on the flip side of that coin, demons are very, very Krampus-like. In general. Yeah. Yes. And apparently, according to this film anyway, he's got like, they call them elves, but they're fucking demons. They, they're, they're very impish. Imps. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word that kept coming to mind yeah. when I was looking at them and they have like little sigils written on their foreheads. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck? I, I also, um, yeah, yeah, continue. Oh no, you're good. No, so, just when you said, I'm thinking of Violent Night, which is unrelated to Krampus. Oh, that's but also very great. Fantastic Christmas yes. movie. Thank you, David Harbour. Yes. Um, so... This list, I took it out of order. It's from Screen Rant, and it gave just like a little, you know, kind of summary of mm-hmm. what you're getting into when you watch these films. And oh my God, Ellie, I, I can't. The the second Krampus one, um, let's see. I think it was Krampus. Yes, Krampus Devil Returns. It looks like it was made with maybe $13. It is awful but so funny like part of me wants to get through it just so i can see if i see the boom mics and it's like a you know it has film a 2.5 out of 10 (laughs) oh 2022 i don't think i've seen this one oh wait maybe i have oh this is the devil wait no this is krampus unleashed oh the return wait let's see it's the one about the cops oh yeah devil returns 2016 oh devil returns it is god awful. Like the acting, the camera work, I'm the not... plot holes. There's a hilarious scene of some kids. Is being it this thr- one? Yeah, I, I have seen it. Yes, <laughs> you have. I have. I've, I'm pretty sure I've watched of all the ones that are available on streaming services. I believe I've watched all of them. Yeah, actually, I love I love horror movies and I love Christmas. So what a yeah. combo. So I just downloaded Tubi the other day. You guys get Tubi. It's free. You just have to sign yeah. up with your email. There's so many different movies and TV shows on there, and just about every Krampus film is on there. <laughs> it was so good. So the first one on this list, we'll go in order of like kind of, well, in pairs according to the timeline. The first one was Krampus, the Christmas Devil. That came out in 2013, and it's about this guy named Jeremy. He's a police officer, and um, he was kidnapped as a kid but apparently survived Hmm. and he lives in his hometown and he continues looking for his childhood kidnapper but when other kids start going missing he realizes that this might be the same one and it's krampus that's the long and short were they all bad kids because that's the thing i found in a lot of the horror movies is krampus is just kind of indiscriminately torching kids well what i will say is because i (laughs) i stupidly thought that Krampus, like the second one, was the follow-up 
to the infamous like Doherty one from 2015. I started watching that one first and these kids are pretty shitty. They're going into a house in the second one, like in the very beginning and it's abandoned and this kid tells his friend to like chill out and cracks open a beer and like chugs it. And they're like maybe 13, 14. They're just hellions. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. So this one, it follows three police officers this time. And they're trying to solve a case of missing kids from their own town. And what they learn is that this is the work of Krampus, who killed one of their officers, like his wife, and abducted one of his kids. And is this another... um, Because I found in some of the Krampus movies, it's really not that much about punishment. It's just, he's just... He's a child he's leader. Just, yeah. yeah. He's just, he's just a, a typical ghoul that comes around a certain time of year and yes. takes children. But like I said, I couldn't get through it. I think I got through maybe like half an hour and then I was like, I'm done. That's fair. Bye. That was us with the Winnie the Pooh horror movie, which... I still want to watch Dude, that. it's... Is I like bad? bad movies. I, I have a thing for bad movies. It is not the right kind of bad. It's like just bad. The, the poster for it looks incredible, It's though. not. Uh, I We put it on on Halloween before the party started, and... <laughs> just couldn't. It's so bad, man. <laughs> and it's not even like the special effects are bad or anything like that. It's just not good oh god it's it's just like bad writing yeah bad writing there's an excessive amount of hot tub scene just like (laughs) like like they took all the characteristics of a a good horror movie like show some titty like have a scary thing but they just slasher mm, kind of yeah i would say i would classify it as a slasher film but it's i mean if someone loves it please let us know so i can tell you how wrong you are but um i like bad movies it's it was just not it was not a good, bad movie. It was just bad. Yeah. You can plead your case, but you're probably going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, oh, you love what you love. Sometimes you love bad things. It's fine. <laughs> I love bad things. I love lots of pastor. I but like, yeah, but that's awesomely bad. It's, it's different. intent. Like it, it knows. Yes. And it's going for a certain kind of thing. And I, I don't know how to put it, put it exactly, but the, the Winnie the Pooh one, it just... I don't want to say it took itself too seriously because I don't think that's necessarily yeah. it. I just think it tried to fit themes in that are classic with horror movies, but it just didn't fit with, it just didn't work. It was a mishmash. Yeah. 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 I think it definitely helps to go into a B film watching it, knowing that it's a B film. Same thing with satire. Yes. Like I remember the first time I watched Drag Me to Hell and I thought it was the one of the worst horror movies I had ever seen. Watched it again years later with my husband, Jesse. But he told me it was a comedy, a satire. Totally changes the whole... Completely changed my mind. I was laughing the whole Same time. Thing. John uh, thinks the Cabin in the Woods, he was like, it's a terrible horror movie. I'm like, are you kidding me? the best movie. It is phenomenal. It is so it's good. It's so good. And he was like, it was super dumb. I'm like, you can't watch it thinking it's going to scare you because it's not going to scare you. Did Joss Whedon uh, direct that film? I want to say oh, that he me. might I have. have. I um, thought maybe he had. He has done angel mm-hmm. buffy the vampire slayer and um also firefly actually if you've ever seen that i Great i watched show. it years ago yeah i was very upset when they yeah um Not no cool. it was drew goddard drew oh joss whedon uh for the screenplay he was oh, he wrote the screenplay. okay that makes yeah. sense because it had a very joss kind of feel yes to it yeah. but yeah no it's so, that movie's fantastic i think i think i need to make him rewatch it going in understanding that it's satire when i first watched it i didn't know it was satire but i feel like you figure it out pretty fast like when the guy turns the bong into a weapon you're like okay this is 
yeah this is a joke yes but they do a very good job of making it like they don't take themselves too seriously but they still make it like Mm -hmm. yeah this is a very well done movie i remember watching it in theaters it was so good i could throw that on anytime and And the plot is just brilliant yes that and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Also love that. Yes. That one's <laughs> everything about that one is absolutely It's somehow charming. It is so charming. <laughs> it's so charming. Because they're just like, oh no. I don't know. <laughs> Another fantastic horror movie. We'll have to watch yeah. it sometime. Well yeah, next on the list is Krampus Unleashed 2016. I don't think it has anything to do with the other ones. I think it's a standalone. So in this movie, it's about a film of treasure hunters and they're looking for a buried treasure of course (laughs) unfortunately they find ancient stone and the stone it has like demonic summoning powers i guess okay so it summons krampus yeah i guess so ultimately it does wake him up i guess yeah and then after sleeping for centuries krampus starts hunting down people again and that's the long and short of it I'd be pretty pissed if I was taking a nap and someone woke me up. That could drive I'd me to murder. I'd be so mad. Yeah. Man, I was so tired this morning. I'm not really sure why. I think it's like Thanksgiving hangover mm. kind of eating way too much salt <laughs> and sugar. I, was, I went back to bed. That's always, <laughs> that's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Now we have Krampus the Reckoning. This is a 2015 film. So came One out the, the same three. year. One of the three. One of the three. So at the center of it all is Zoe, and she's a girl who's adopted by foster parents after her biological parents die. And some time ago, her grandmother told her about Krampus. It's always a grandma telling you they why. know they have secrets. Yeah. <laughs> um. So her grandmother tells her about Krampus, and the girl has now made friends with the demon. Okay, I like this. I like yes. this plot. I don't know if I've seen this one. I kind of feel like I need to watch this one. So once her new parents start abusing her, she kills them with a voodoo doll and continues killing others with the help of Krampus and this voodoo magic. What's this one called? It's the called Reckoning? Krampus the Reckoning 2015. I don't think I've seen this one. Well, that sounds kind the of The plot fun. doesn't sound very familiar. Oh, I have not because that Krampus no. is, not, <laughs> is not familiar to me. For those who aren't going to look it up it's he's just a skull with an overbite and a lot of a lot of sharp teeth and big muscular legs <laughs> and 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 horns that kind of hang over the back of his head like a schoolgirl's ponytails i don't know if i'll watch it <laughs> we'll I see i don't even know how to respond to that it's Tell me that that does not look like school girl ponytails. Oh yeah, it, it definitely. <laughs> it's too. He's just missing little pink bows. And on the, the, the overbite is not doing him any favors as far as no. fear goes. Oh man, he is jacked. Who played Krampus? I mean, obviously <laughs> they did things to him, but he must be wearing a suit. He's got to be. I mean, obviously, yeah. The, there's definitely like the the striations, the muscular. But whoever, maybe it's maybe it's just CGI. It's a big oh, big person. I'm assuming lower budget i could be wrong it's i don't see krampus in the cast so i'm assuming he is cgi'd fantastic yes okay so not even practical effects way to go guys yeah yeah good job so next we have krampus origins this one actually came out in 2018 this one is about world war one and it's currently raging on and 
it's like basically the focus point is a group of American soldiers. They find an artifact that can summon Krampus. The soldiers are then killed in battle and the artifact is given to one of the soldiers' widows. So then this woman, she works at an orphanage and the kids summon the demon who they now must battle. And it's about a battle between orphans and Krampus. Nice. I kind of guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. Orphan kids. I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. Yeah? I'm pretty sure I remember watching that one. like a seasoned Krampus movie. I I, I went through a, 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 it was a couple of years ago, but I went through a thing where I like, just I think it was when I watched the 2015 one maybe mm. I say a couple years ago it might have been like 2017 but I just remember like burning through a bunch of them and then I now I've been obsessed with Krampus movies because I get that I'm still on a Krampus role like I want to watch oh well we'll mention it because actually this was the number one film I'll mention it in a minute um and it's not really about Krampus but it's Krampus adjacent and it was fantastic I ended up watching it after the other film. But um, the next one on the list is Mother Krampus, which I hear is actually pretty good. Came out in 2017. And this story is based on the German legend of Frau Perchta. Oh, uh, does that ring a bell? If if it's what I'm thinking of, um, I, I don't know if. So I've read it. If, is that the lore of the old goddess? I think it is. Yes. So I am familiar with her. She is a, she is Krampus adjacent as far as like, if you look up Prechta, I believe that's. Oh, I like that pronunciation. um, (laughs) I'm just adding the German. um, Yes, it is. It is exactly what I was thinking of. So yes, look up, look up Prechta masks. They're fucking freaky. Ooh. uh, They're like, it's like Krampus, but used in religious things uh, rituals and stuff and spooky very here let me see if i can find a a picture of uh yeah and there's two of them there's two stories about her i guess did that one went i went to german with it now i'm just getting german search results and that's not helpful frau I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Perkta. Okay, so here's. Oh no! Nightmare. No. I will post and a picture. Very old. Very yeah. So Perkta is, I believe. Hang on, I'm pretty sure when I read about it before, she was she is based on an old goddess. Yes, that's and very much what it seems. Yes, yeah, like. she's a, she's stems from the germanic goddess same germanic goddess as holda and other female figures um in germanic for ear so like freya and frigg and i think the grim brothers kind of expanded yeah. her into something this is the, this is the mask the prechton mask that i saw that like we'll post a picture of this it oh God, it, it looks like animal teeth it, it looks like it's made of a preserved animal and the flesh is just like it's it is a if this thing showed up I would manifest a shotgun. <laughs> it's just, so there's, there are six horns in different aspects of it. It's, it creepier. looks like real animal fur, real animal teeth. And then it looks like real flesh. That's kind of like peel. It's a very freaky looking mask. That's terrifying. Yes. Wow. And also if you are more familiar with, uh, perked up, uh, please tell us how to pronounce it. 
I didn't look it up and I'm, I'm sure that I'm butchering it, but yes. Anyway, so I, I am a little familiar with it. That's, I like the idea of turning her into Krampus's mother. That, yeah. That works. That's very fun. So yeah, she's somewhat similar to Krampus and in this film, she's a witch and she takes a child each night during the 12 days of Christmas. That's fun. Yeah. In 1921, everything happened just this way. Then the same thing in 1992. So there's like intervals here. Okay. But this time in 1992, the townspeople hung a woman who they believed to be responsible for Ooh, crimes against children. Witch hunts. All right. Yes. All right. The woman cursed the town, saying that Frau would come to avenge her death. And then 25 years later, kids start going missing again. But this one, I watched the trailer, too, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I think it, is it a British film? Let me know. I think there were English or British folk in there. Not sure. But it, it did look pretty good. And yeah. it's high up on the list of, like, top tier. Yeah. So then we have A Christmas Horror Story. It also came out in 2015. So at the center of this story is a radio DJ and he tells his listeners to stay away from the local mall as he thinks that there's something bad going on there, mm. but nobody really knows. And then at the local school, there's two kids that are making a documentary about the death of two other students that occurred at the school. Ooh. So it's kind of dark. And then a police officer goes into the woods with his family and his son gets lost. And then another family reunites with their aunt who tells the kids about Krampus. How all of this comes together, I'm not really sure. But then Santa Claus shows up and has to battle evil and then fight against Krampus himself. I, it sounds fun. For it. it sounds really fun. <laughs> that one also kind of sounds familiar. I might have seen that one. I, I, it, unless there are, I do remember a Krampus film where Krampus and Santa beef it out. I don't know if it's that one, but I want to know. So what I need now for it, the important people listening, you're all important, but the ones who are related to film, <laughs> I would like a Krampus versus St. Nicholas movie with the violent night Santa Claus. Oh my the God. The old Viking. Yes. yes. Please make that happen. Dude, please. Violent Night and like the old Viking version of Santa Claus mm -hmm. is the fucking coolest. Like shit all over the legend. Totally inaccurate. <laughs> I don't care. I'm here for it. It so was when, when he when the, the tattoos come out and you're like, oh, also David Harbour is like a, a well-built man. Yes. <laughs> David Harbour, we love you. Yes. Get at us. So then the last one and then we have the 2015 Krampus. This film is called um, Rare Exports. I believe it's called Rare Exports, A Christmas Story. Oh, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. So the reason why this movie is on the list, it's not necessarily about Krampus, but it takes place in Finland. Hmm. And there is a mountain there. This mountain is built over the top of Krampus. So the people that lived there just started packing him with ice and snow and all kinds of stuff and building the mountain for the next century. And there's a company that comes and actually the leader of the company, his name is Riley. He's a terrible person. He's trying to unearth Krampus. So he has intentionally. People. So he knows yes. Krampus is in there and is like, yes, I don't really understand why he wants to unbury him. The film is both in English and in Finnish? <laughs> I don't know what the other language was. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Where'd you say it took place? In Finland. I would, I would say that's probably a good guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't sure. 
I think it was, but I didn't want to make any claims. <laughs> but these two kids, they see all of this happening. And um, they, one of the kids, the main character, he and his dad live alone. Mom's out of the picture. We don't know why. I I think she might have passed away. Mm. But so him and his friend, they're like fucking around, watching what's going on. They're throwing dynamite into the mountain and trying to create this hole to get Krampus out or whatever. But these kids, they snuck in there by cutting a hole in a fence and they're not supposed to be there. And basically what um, his his dad is a butcher. He has this giant fucking room outside of the house and it's just wall to ceiling, like hard surfaces and he's butchering animals in there. It's kind of creepy. It almost looks like an autopsy suite to be. Ooh. <laughs> so it's, what's what's what was the guy's reason for wanting Krampus out? I think he wanted to uncover him to utilize him for something. But I think I kind of like mass destruction. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird because like at first the company that's excavating, they don't realize. I don't believe that they realize what they're trying to uncover Mm. until it's a little too late. Yeah, because at some point, yeah, at some point they all disappear. And I think it's because not Krampus, but his elves are out to get them. Oh, yeah, it's very fucked up, but it's fantastic. So I. TLDR, because those kids opened a hole in the fence and his dad's a butcher, also his friend's dad's a butcher, and then there's another guy. I think they all go into business together getting elk. They try to gather the elk into this pen and they realize there's only two and they're like two runty ones. They're like, what's going on? So they get on their snowmobiles, go out to where the fence line is and where the elk are supposed to be, and they've all been slaughtered. Like 85 grand worth of elk are out there just totally annihilated and they think it's wolves, but they see the hole in the fence and then they blame that excavation company that they cut a hole in the fence or something. Yeah. I don't know. So then they want to get collateral. So they go up the mountain. They go into like the little base camp place where all the plans are laid out for excavating. They don't know what, but it turns out to be Krampus everybody's missing Mm. yeah and throughout the film you see the little boy the main character you see him like trying to stay up all night because he keeps saying he sees a man outside of his window and he even ties a keychain with a ton of keys next like onto his hand and he's just sitting on a pile of things in his room in front of the window so that if he falls asleep he drops the keys into a bucket and it'll wake him up it's so cute that's so smart yeah yeah (laughs) so the movie it kind of takes off when the dad had built a trap for like bears and it had spikes in it. It was a pit and it was covered in like tree branches what and stuff. What a weird thing to do. I know. It's kind of I mean, odd. I guess bears are probably more of a problem in Finland than they are here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, unfortunately, an old man falls into the oh, pit. Oh, no. Well, yeah. okay. To be expected. Why would you build a pit like that? It's not Vietnam. I know. It's totally, it's ridiculous. And also, it's funny because the film takes place in 2010, but it very much looks like maybe 1980 with like their haircuts, their outfits, like super behind the times, very rural, whatever, and a very rudimentary trap for a bear. 
with spikes in it. Yeah, I just like don't bear traps exist? Like literally called bear traps? They super do because there is a yeah bear trap that the sun puts in the fireplace, thinking that one of the Krampus guys is going to come down the chimney, but his dad was building a fire and threw a log in it, and it snapped close, scaring the shit out of him. Well, that's <laughs> he the least grounded. horror movie reaction for that to have had. For that to, <laughs> yeah. But then, so the guy he calls his friend over, and his kid's trying to look in the pit, and he won't let him look. And so the friend comes over, bring him into the butcher shop. They think that he's one of the guys from the excavation team, and they reason. Well, he shouldn't have been running around on property. That is a good way to keep out trespassers, I guess. So they're about to chop him into pieces to dispose of this guy. But he starts breathing. And then, so basically, they realize this guy's alive, but he's inhumanly strong. He bites like a very large stick in half and also bites a guy's ear off. Hang on. No, no, no. (laughs) Does he, so, so they're gonna, where does the stick come from and why does he bite? Does he like take it and go know. like, look at how strong I am. Some guy I think tried to block him with the stick. But gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they all go in there and they're trying to assess the situation. There's just this skinny little naked man sitting by a fireplace. And what we later find out is that um, there was like a passport on this guy and there was an American name. But I think it was the passport to a man that this old guy killed from the excavation team because he's like full on American. Yeah. And the elf man doesn't speak whoever he is. So it sounds to me like maybe he's no longer human. Yeah. And also there's a walkie talkie situation in a coat. The walkie talkie goes off. There's a person on there asking like, hey, where are you? You're not answering me. All that kind of stuff. So then one of the friends who speaks English tells them, we're going to go to a drop-off point and there is a ransom. So For the elven man? Yes. Okay. Also, I do want to mention that one of the butcher friends, he was on his way to a Santa gig. So he was wearing a Santa Claus outfit, but he took it off to deal with the old guy that fell into the pit. They end up putting the elf man into the Santa suit. Why? There's... <laughs> This is like a fever dream. <laughs> it, is. It, it is so fun, though. You have to watch it. It's Absolutely. Um, they throw him in a cage in the back of a truck, and you see the old man looking at the little boy in the truck, and he's just like, <laughs> it's so creepy. Nightmare. They get to the drop-off point. The helicopter comes. Riley is in it. The guy that owns the company digging up Krampus, and he was like, where is, where is he? And they're like, well, we want 85 grand because it would cover the cost of all the lost elk. So that's what they want in return, that kind of a ransom. So then they bring down the elf guy in the cage and Riley gets really close to the cage and the elf, his eyes start glowing and he's like, oh my God, everybody put your weapons down, smile, be very nice be happy kind of stuff. This is not Krampus. And I'm like, bitch, what? Oh my God. Who is, is it? it? Well, Belschnickel. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, so it turns out 
He is one of hundreds of Santa's helpers. And he has the long gray beard. Like, he looks like Santa Claus if Santa Claus was absolutely starving to death. So he's a vice one. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so... Um, also throughout the film, there's like little scenes of, you know, like the little calendars and you can open the doors. Advent calendars. Yes. Advent calendars. Lost the name in my brain. Thanks. Past COVID. I don't know. My brain doesn't work. No COVID, no sleep, no brain. I can't can't spell anything. (laughs) No COVID, no sleep, no brain. I couldn't remember. John was making fun of me. I couldn't remember Lucy's name in our last episode, the episode before last, when we were talking about disenchantment. Yes. Lucy. Yes. Be a nickname for Lucifer. And I'm like, I have a, I yes. couldn't remember his name. My cousin had a cat um, for a long time. I didn't know his name was Lucifer because they always called him Lucy. Yeah. So Lucy yeah. is the name of the demon that I couldn't remember from Disenchantment, <laughs> which I've watched. I used to put that on to fall asleep. I've watched it so many times and I couldn't remember his name. COVID brain. <sighs> COVID's hard. Well, blame COVID and, and not just aging and stupidity. And sleepless nights. And sleepless nights. <laughs> My brain is just fracturing. It's fine. So... Then Riley gets murdered with a pickaxe in the brain because all these elves they lobotomize them. Yeah, they come running from the woods and let me. So they all old men. Yes, they're all old men. They all look the same. They have beards. They have pickaxes. They look like they came out of a mine or something. Yeah, and they're all naked. And let me tell you what, it is kind of freaky and surreal. There's something scary. It's like in Hereditary, the nudity. There's something about nudity that, when done correctly, is absolutely terrifying it's sinister it's when it's when there's nudity but there's no none of the natural human awkwardness that comes with nudity there's just something i mean obviously there's some cultures where nudity is a lot more acceptable We're, we come from a very puritan culture so it's different but which is probably why it's effective yes because it's us. It, it's generally speaking if you make someone naked then then you have more power over them because they're uncomfortable and they and they're a little more timid they're vulnerable yeah so if someone is instead Naked running at you. Yeah. (laughs) If something is naked and running at you, it is not mentally well, most likely. (laughs) Yeah. No, super not. Um, But I mentioned the advent calendar because there's a few scenes throughout the movie where the little boy, he's he starts taping um, the doors closed to the 24th door that's on his advent calendar and then eventually staples it shut. I'm, I missed that. Something's coming out of the advent calendar? Well, no, but where they are, there's like big, huge, like storage rooms. One of them is almost like an airplane hanger with a giant 24 on the door. And it's like this kid had some weird psychic connection to Krampus in a way, because Whoa. guess who's inside? It's Krampus. And he is in a, all, all you see are these chains coming down from the ceiling and a giant block of ice with two enormous horns coming out of it. It is so cool. And also, there's a bunch of radiators, ovens, and um, (laughs) hair dryers all underneath the floor. The elves had started stealing things from the homes around. So one of the guys, one of the butchers, he had potato sacks. For the bad children. Yes. Wait, really? (laughs) Yes, because the kids, their friends start disappearing. And literally, there's a scene where the kid starts calling and none of his friends are home. Like, have you seen so-and-so? No, I thought he was with you, that kind of thing. So they're not magical Santa sacks where you can fit all the children in one. You need an individual sack per child. The kids are in the middle of all of this metal hot equipment in sacks. So 
potato sacks were being stolen for the kids to be kidnapped in. And then electronics were being stolen. And there's even a scene where um, <laughs> this guy's wife, his um, his wife's very expensive new hair dryer is stolen from her. And then um, there's just like random ovens and stoves just randomly around in the woods. <laughs> so, but they were all brought there to defrost Krampus essentially yeah so they start kicking all that equipment over so he stops defrosting and they like have a blockade against the door and then the kid comes up with a plan everybody's been making fun of this kid and because he's like really scrawny and little and they think he's crazy for believing in well krampus because essentially what the tale is is that santa is actually a demonic spirit he is krampus he was never a good being so Krampus adjacent, but not necessarily. Yeah. You kind of get where I'm going with this. And basically he comes up with a plan. They have a helicopter outside. They rig all of the sacks. There's three enormous ones to like some rope and to the helicopter. The little kid jumps on it. He has a walkie talkie. They get him out of there because he knows the elves are going to follow the children because Krampus needs the kids. So that's what happens. They lift the kids out and they start heading towards like the elk area where they were supposed to like wrangle them all together in this wooded fence area. And the elves follow. And unfortunately the fence isn't open. So the kid has to jump down from the helicopter. He makes it and he opens up the fence so that all of the elves run in and you just see all these naked men running at this kid and he basically is like tell my dad i did it like i actually did it and he thinks he's gonna die but meanwhile what's happening is they start drilling holes into the ice and it is covered in dynamite and then they cut off the horns that are sticking out of the ice and you just see the dad in the back of this truck riding with the horns is so funny and then the entire airplane hangar just explodes in the background whoa destroying krampus and as soon as that happens all the elves stop and they just stand there like what's going on then all the kids they get dropped off back home and now we need to figure out what to do with the elves and this is why it is called um rare exports so they design a company where they turn all of these elves into mall Santas and they teach them how to sit with kids and give them presents and be nice to them. So you see them all in a line. The kid is sitting with his dad and he's like being driven around on this little thing so that all of the elves can see how you behave with a child and they're petting these dolls that they have and handing them presents. And that is the most terrifying possible (laughs) end to that movie. It's oh, just wait. So one of the elves, he's actually holding on to a doll, and he's petting it. Twist the head off. (laughs) He throws it to the ground and then starts trying to rip open the box. And this guy's like, "Hey, that's not for you." So then he picks up the doll and he's nice with it. So then they have all these crates with a really cool symbol on them of like this big, almost weird-looking Santa figure called Rare Exports, and they deliver all of the crates to different malls throughout the world so that they can have their own mall Santa. 
So this movie is based off two short films. I haven't found them online, but that's what it's about. Movies based on short films. There's just something about them. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That I love that plot. That's insane. It's so fun. And it definitely pokes fun at the fact that this is like a horror movie. It's also a Christmas tale. And it is absolutely a comedy. And it's done very well. I highly recommend. It's on TV. I, lo- I mean, Christmas is... Obviously, it can be very joyful and wonderful and, and, and all those those good things. But Christmas is a time for ghost stories. There are oh, so yeah. many freaky, scary Christmas tales. Absolutely. And I think that that's maybe an underappreciated side of Christmas is that there's, a, there's also a lot of... It's a time of reflecting and looking back on it. Like, there are a lot of old, scary stories. I mean, really, even... Speaking of blanking on names, the story of Scrooge. <laughs> oh yes. Um, I don't. What is that called? It's not the night before. No, that's not the night before Christmas. No, that's a poem. Um, um, oh my god. Right. <laughs> COVID brain. Okay, hang on. Um, Scrooge. A Christmas Carol. That a one. Christmas Carol. Yes. A Christmas Carol wow. can be really scary. I mean, it's it a is. ghost story. Yeah. And and there are renditions of it that are quite freaky. Most of them aren't, but. Yeah, most of them are, are like more on the cheerful side with like a couple spooky scenes in it, but it is pretty terrifying. Yeah. And there were we had a VHS growing up that had a bunch of like nineteen thirties Christmas cartoons. Ooh, that's some fun. of them were really sad or really freaky. Just yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. They didn't sugarcoat anything back then. No, there was one in particular. <laughs> I mean, it was overall a happy cartoon, but it was all these orphans in an orphanage and they were given all these crummy toys and so Christmas morning happens and like they're all excited and they get their toys and like there's this very sad it makes me sad just thinking about it there's this scene where all the kids are playing with their toys excited on Christmas day and the toys just fall apart so like a little girl (gasps) hugging a bear and like all the stuffing falls out of it or a little boy playing with a train and it just falls into pieces super sad and there's this little old man walking by just a generic old man and he hears all the wailing and crying from the orphanage so he goes in he dresses up as Santa Claus and he creates toys out of pots and pans and like really fantastic things and like makes Christmas wonderful. It's a really sweet story, but That's cute. super sad. The beginning is just so, so heartbreaking. And like, <laughs> like I remember watching struggle. it as a kid and being like, this is so depressing, but oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean the Krampus, the 2015 movie, it definitely reminds you like the true meaning of Christmas and that it's a horror. About- <laughs> <laughs> horror. <laughs> It's about sacrifice and doing for others and not necessarily just thinking about yourself. Yeah, it's about, it's a time of giving. And and yeah. I mean, people do tend to be very generous. I find this, this time working in a, yes, at a job where I ask people for money for charity purposes. <laughs> people are very generous this time of year. Yeah. And, and the mood too, like, well, a lot of people I I know get depressed around the holidays, the, uh, the holidays, the holidays. <laughs> the holidays, but also like getting more towards the 25th, they're full of cheer. Statistically and- speaking, December is the lowest month for suicide. Really? Yep. That's very interesting. Yep. Huh. Yeah. I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe it peaks near the end of winter. So when things start ah. getting, start looking up and people are kind of like, oh, I still feel like crap and it's starting to get warmer out. And I so generally like, like February, yeah. March is the highest, but yeah, November, December have the lowest suicide rates because generally speaking, there's more going on. People are spending more time with loved ones and all 
although it can certainly be very isolating for people as well statistically speaking lowest lowest time for suicide i definitely could see that that makes sense to me and well last but not least the krampus movie i'll just give a quick rundown the 20 yes yes so this one again it's by michael doherty and he directed the 2019 film godzilla king of monsters i haven't seen that but i I need to i haven't either but he also made 2007's trick-or-treat with everyone's beloved little Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So I also learned during my research that this Krampus movie and Trick or Treat, they exist in the same universe. But it's like a very far in the future. I, I have a thing for movies, like directors and, and writers and whatever who have very different stories. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess they're both horror, but they'll let Come them together. live in the same universe. Yes, Just I love that, too. something fun about that. Well, it, it reminds me of Stephen King. Yes. There's always mentions of things. Like, the other day, we put up our Christmas tree, and I threw on Dr. Sleep. I haven't seen it, even though I am it's a so huge... Good. Yeah, it is. It is so good, you guys. And oh, my that God. That one, the, the main antagonist the woman with the hat so cool oh i love her i love her i want her hat yes me too she just (laughs) she pulls off that and that's a hard hat to pull off and not look like odd she looked like very it fit oh my god like kind of romani like out in the i don't know just out in nature and just amazing beautiful like the coolest hippies ever yeah and they like to steal the shine just saying this episode is full of spoilers we told you but also in that movie let me tell you what they recreated a lot of scenes from the original stanley kubrick version of the film with jack nicholson they did such a good job Mm -hmm. i i swear to god the sets were the same it was so good but anyway yeah trick-or-treat and krampus are in the same universe the budget for this movie was 15 million which doesn't seem like a crazy amount but they definitely utilized it there's a really good mix between practical effects with all of like the little creatures in this movie and then also like the special effects yes so what they got in return though was 46 million five hundred thousand dollars wow yeah it did quite well yeah, at box office was sixty one point five million. That's awesome. Yeah, they did really well. So you can watch this on Peacock, Apple TV, Redbox, Hulu, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play, and uh, YouTube. So it's kind of fun the way that this movie starts out because it's a very slow, like moving, like slow mo kind of deal with Christmas music overlaying it all. Uh, kind of reminds me of singing in the rain with a clockwork orange like it's horrifying scenes with like very nice cheerful there's music. a lot of yeah it's like it takes the whimsy of christmas definitely and it, it twists it yes and so we're at some type of department store it's absolute chaos everyone's acting like animals staff members look like they're about to be murdered yeah <laughs> and um this is when we meet the engel family and we have Tom, we have Sarah, they're the wife and husband, and um, are in reverse. And then we have the daughter, Beth, who is currently filming her brother beating the living shit out of this kid in a nativity scene. Because for some reason, this department store has a play going on. I don't know. Um, but then they go get a family photo with a very creepy Santa who we later learn um, he's looking at Beth's ass in the photo and she's like maybe 15 yeah uh, <laughs> fired 
Yeah. And then they go home and the little kid, Max, he's icing his face and the grandmother who they call Omi, which is German for grandmother. Yeah. Or, oh, they call uh, her. It might be pronounced. I believe Oma is granny. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like I, I could be. That. I'm probably mispronouncing it because we called my Oma and Opa. Um, <gasps> That's so cute. Yeah. So I don't. Maybe it's maybe we're pronoun- I was pronouncing it in Americanized way. Maybe it's pronounced Omi, but it's O M A with well, the, like the little thing over the A. Yeah. And in this, it's O M I. Interesting. So maybe maybe it's um, there's multiple. Is it a dialect thing? But also to note, um, definitely Tom and his mother they are of Jewish descent. So maybe it, maybe it's it's a um, derivative yeah, somewhere in yeah. there. That makes oh, sense. No, we can look it up. Look it up. OMI, you said? Yep. Translation. <laughs> so it, it auto-detected it as... <laughs> well, so now we know that in <laughs> Yoruba, which I have not heard of, but it is no. a language. Um, Omi means water in English. Hang on. What? German. German. Am I just wrong? <laughs> gaslighting myself <laughs> no omi omi is okay so am i hang on oma okay so no, omi is grandma thing. oma is granny oh they're two so different it's, things it's the same thing but one is like more of like a, a sh- like a i guess cutesy version oh okay yeah. i like yeah. that like a term of endearment i yeah. guess but so when they get to the house everybody's kind of being a- an asshole still but she's sitting there making cookies but she's kind of got like a really apprehensive nature to her. Like she seems suspicious of something. And apparently she's always like this at Christmas, but never told anyone why. Again, grannies have secrets. Yes. Ask your granny. They must. Uh, <laughs> so um, even though Tom, he promised not to be working, he ends up getting on a phone call with work he was like oh i just promised that i wouldn't be traveling i still got to take a couple calls and then tony collette who plays sarah the wife she's kind of pissed about it so then she asks um beth to help her hang up a photo in the living room the creepy santa photo in which he's looking at beth's ass and beth is bitching because her cousins are about to arrive and they're kind of terrors, and she's convinced that one of them shit in her bed. But her mom tells her, no, it was definitely the dog, Rosie. This kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just terrible. Well, then the family arrives. We've got Linda, who is Sarah's sister. We have Harold, who's the husband. We have Harold Jr., one of their shitty kids. Then we have Stevie and Jordan. These girls are built like linebackers. I think they actually do wrestling. And they're very like tomboy-esque. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's a proper term now. And Really? I, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it's... Is tomboy uh, <laughs> offensive? I, I feel like now, even though this film wasn't like that old, it's not necessarily like an appropriate term to be using since the term tomboy implicitly associates behavior to a masculine gender and reminds reminds the societal expectation for girls it can be considered condescending and sexist to use it yes hmm interesting yeah so yeah (laughs) um so yeah we have jordan and stevie and then little baby chrissy who's literally a cute little baby. And then we have the dog, Rosie. It's a bulldog. And then we have their horrible fucking aunt, Dorothy. And this woman is a horror f- show. She's just so rude. She wants everything handed to her. And like, she's just awful. The worst. 
So they all kind of settle in and start having dinner. Aunt Dorothy makes a not so nice comment to Sarah about like, uh, well, what are you Jewish now? And you just see Sarah and Tom looking at each other and then looking at her. And that's when it becomes obvious that Tom has Jewish roots yeah. him and Omi. Um, and it was regarding food because <laughs> there's a comment from Sarah to her sister about like, I thought you would just like something other than hot dogs and mac and cheese for once. And she was like, yeah, like whatever. Cause she made like a beautiful fancy yeah. dinner for everybody. So Sarah leaves and she goes to get dessert to kind of just like change the subject in a way. And that's when you learn that, so there was this letter that Max has been writing um, and his uh, grandmother, Omi, she's been helping him. It's a letter to Santa. And he told her, like, I don't know if I want to send this because I don't know what to ask for. What do I truly want? She was like, I know you'll think of something. Well, he quickly finished that letter before his cousins arrived. Those bitches grab that letter and they start reading it at the table. And it is so sad. He talks about in this letter wishing that him and his sister, you know, had things the way that it used to be, that they were friends again. And he wishes that his parents, Tom and Sarah, loved each other again. And he wants financial help for his aunt and uncle, Linda and Harold. And they're just like mortified. And then... You know, best telling them, like, you guys stop. And Max is yelling at them, too. Like, yeah. give me back my letter. And then all of a sudden, there's this weird comment from Stevie. Our dad doesn't wish we were boys kind of thing because they're in wrestling. Yeah. Their favorite sports team just lost and all this other yeah. stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It was kind of silly. Yeah. So then Max rips the letter out of their hands, tears it apart. And this is when he makes a big mistake. Mm-hmm. He says that he hates Christmas and that he hates his family. So I can only assume that Krampus heard the call because that is like probably the best way to summon him. Yeah. And to let him know you lost the spirit. Yeah. So then he goes up to his room. His dad gives him a pep talk or whatever about like just trying and whatever. And the kid's like, dad, do you really believe in all that? Like, you know, just kind of putting up yeah. with your family being assholes. And he was like, I'm trying to. But he doesn't really believe it either. Well, if he's Jewish, Christmas is neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He probably celebrates for the sake of his wife. Kind I do of thing. think, I also think a lot of people, I mean, non-denominationally. So, I mean, I, I celebrate it for completely non-Jesus reasons. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I think most people honestly now yeah celebrate it for just yeah for me for the family reasons versus yep. it's for the tradition it's what we've yep. always done and that's what we know and then we pass it down kind of thing yeah so during that night krampus basically turns out all the electricity in the town including their house and max wakes up and there's some creepy ass snowmen in the yard and i don't remember the specific point in time that we learned this the snowmen that start appearing in the yard are all the people that krampus has killed i didn't realize that until i was looking up like 15 reasons um do they i don't remember this or do that they about explicitly krampus? Exp- i feel like it's just kind of hinted at because like think more show up as you see him killing people than, yes i yeah. think it's hinted at definitely yeah. that makes more sense to me i just can't put two and two together to save I don't my think, life. <laughs> I don't think I realized it until the second or third time I watched it and we were like, oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So Max, he points out to his parents like, uh, there's weird snowmen out in the yard. No one went out there. And it also starts like storming out like yeah. a severe winter storm. And then Beth comes down. She's all concerned because her boyfriend, Derek, he's not answering the phone. So she was like, hey, he's four blocks away. I'll go down and check on him and I'll see what's going on in town because it seems like everybody has disappeared. Like one of their neighbors is out of town, but everywhere else the lights are off. There's no vehicles. Imagine some little shithead four blocks down says, I hate Christmas. I hate my family. And then the whole fucking neighborhood has to suffer for it. (laughs) That's the thing though. It's not like it just is going to target the Engel family. Mm -hmm. It targeted the whole fucking neighborhood. Although the movie does do a good job in the beginning of showing that like kind of an implication that everyone sucks because of like (laughs) the, the scene in the, in the store where everyone's like just being kind of rude and yeah, there's people getting trampled. There's yeah. So it's kind of an insign that like, yeah, this is, this needs to happen kind of idea. Yeah. But yeah, still just like one person, like, brings the plague upon everyone else so you can cleanse the earth by flood or by krampus yes i choose i choose krampus <laughs> i choose krampus too. better than be, fire <laughs> yeah well at least you would be in like this well we'll get to it anyway that that's the question i had for you at the end is like does the ending of this movie make sense i guess but you know could be a little bit of movie magic yeah. Yeah. So Beth, she goes out, tries to find her boyfriend, doesn't even make it because all of a sudden there's weird things happening on either side of the street in the woods. And then Krampus is jumping roof to roof, covered in chains, chasing her. Yep. She ends up, um, oh, this is important. There's this DHL guy. <laughs> he drives to the house, the Engel house, drops off some presents, and Linda gets the door, Aunt Linda. She also sees some really old and out of place looking packages on the doorstep. Not from the DHL guy. He says it's probably from the boys in brown. So, you know, UPS. UPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she brings them all inside or whatever. Well, so Beth, when she's trying to hide from the creature that's chasing her, she finds the DHL truck, looks inside and sees the driver dead with like, you know, frozen in terror look on his face so she gets under the vehicle and there's a fucking jack-in-the-box under there let me tell you what that is the worst toy ever made i'm sorry don't fuck with it i had one that i liked when i was a kid it was the classic yellow and red clown jack-in-a-box i don't i they're super freaky but when i was a kid i loved it like i i love it in a way but at the same time, I think it's how I view the game operation, like the shock and horror of touching the metal side with your little tweezers <laughs> when you're trying to get a fake wishbone. I can't stand it. I don't yeah. like it. Or Pop Goes the Weasel, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't. No, thank you. No, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so this thing is slowly winding. And then we get like a tiny glimpse of the doll that's inside with beady black eyes before Beth starts screaming and like murder noises ensue. So then we're back at the house. They're like, oh my God, where's Beth? She hasn't come back. So Tom and Harold, they decide to leave and go look for her. They get to Derek's house. When in doubt, separate. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they take the horror movie motto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Separate. Um, So they take Harold's vehicle. He lovingly calls it Lucinda. It's a very beefy vehicle that they're in um can withstand any storm so that's what they do they go to derek's house and they find no one in there and the chimney is busted inward and there's hoof prints as if someone had walked out of the chimney 
a very hoofed being. So <laughs> they're like, oh, what in the yeah. fuck is going on? I've never seen a deer like this kind of thing. Can you imagine <laughs> having a deer come down your chimney? Dude. Or a Krampus come out of your chimney. <laughs> so they leave the house and on their way, they had also seen a snow plow. The lights are still going on it, but it's been abandoned. And some tremors like creature. Have you seen that movie? I fucking love the movies. <laughs> Me too. They're so they, good. they could have probably stopped after three, but Yeah. I think I've seen one through three, but those those are all you need to know about. They're they're all yeah, I love tremors. They're so great. Underrated. <laughs> So this thing is like crawling through the snow and comes and bites Harold on the leg and Tom saves him and is a total badass, drags him back to the house and everyone's like, oh my God, what's going on? Where's Beth? And they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. And Harold's about to tell in front of everybody what happened and Tom's like, no, like let's talk about this alone. So they make Aunt Dorothy go with the kids into another room and she was like, fine, I'm going to teach you kids how to make peppermint schnapps. And I, I specifically remember yeah, that scene because she lets Harold Jr. drink some of yeah. it and she's like don't tell your dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of thing so then the parents are discussing what actually happened and that there's a creature and they don't know what's going on but it bit him I would assume it was like a wolverine <laughs> right so like mean who knows? and fast oh wolverines are terrible yeah. you guys they're super fucking smart too yeah yeah Wicked smart Wicked smart. <laughs> Wicked smart. It's like a uh, like a Massachusetts accent. Maine? I think so. I think Maine? Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Yeah. I get them confused. I don't know why. Um, but then basically, so they decide what they're going to do is someone's going to keep watch and it's going to be Harold. Harold fucking falls asleep and the fire you pit. Motherfucker. <laughs> you one job. <laughs> you had one job. The fire goes out in the fireplace and Omi had been telling them to keep that fire blazing. Well, it's nothing but embers now. So then a chain drops down and a fucking gingerbread man is just hanging there. It wakes up Harold Jr. who goes over to it and, you know, the little cookies looking at him and just kind of being adorable. Eat that fucking thing. (laughs) Well, Harold Jr. He takes a fucking bite out of it. The thing starts crying and and like yelling at him. I'm sorry. You see... (laughs) You see a sentient thing, something that should not be sentient, and your reaction is to eat it. Yeah, there's um, a scene when they first arrive, and Max is asking Harold Jr., like, what did you ask Santa for for Christmas? Uh, And then Beth suggests to him dialysis, which is super rude. (laughs) She is so rude. He's a little overweight, but he is guzzling a liter of soda at the dinner table. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So he ate the gingerbread man, the the sentient cookie. And you're a monster. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Shrek when I saw the gingerbread men, and they're so cute, but they're little like agents of chaos. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. <laughs> Definitely you. So he gets wrapped in the chains and gets pulled up the chimney and his aunt Sarah tries to save him. She sees the ginger man and starts losing her mind. Like what the fuck is going on? But she doesn't win that battle. He gets dragged up, whatever. So then the family is discussing like, okay, this is crazy. What's going on here? And that's when Omi tells her story. She grew up in war torn Germany. Everybody was super poor. There wasn't a lot of food around. And we see like a beautiful digital illustration of 
like these townspeople and Omi as a little girl getting some bread out of, out of the back of a truck and then people start ripping it out of her hands. And at some point she ends up going home and she presents this Santa-like doll to her parents and they tear it apart as well. So she wishes her parents were gone. So Krampus shows up with his elves. I mean, he's doing as required. Well, he's he is he's going a little above and beyond. He's fulfilling a wish, but not he. He definitely makes you regret. And when he's like, it's kind of like the genie thing. I mean, obviously the kids not actually wishing their parents were dead, but no. even if they were. It's the genie thing of like, you wish your parents were dead. Okay, I'm going to kill the whole fucking town. (laughs) (laughs) Your parents will be included. (laughs) Krampus is a little dramatic. Yes. I think. Yes. But I mean, lesson learned. You know, if you're going to, when one person does something wrong, punish the whole group because you know, they're not, they're less likely to do it again. (laughs) Super. It's it's a Christmas crime. It is is a war crime. Against the Geneva Convention. Oh, God. <laughs> it is literally a war crime. <laughs> Collective punishment is not okay. But that that seems to be like uh, yeah. what Krampus wants to do. Well, I think it's kind of almost like, um, I'm trying to think of what a good comparison would be, and I, w- I won't be able to come up with something, but kind of like the idea of you alert him to your presence, but then he's like, oh, there's other bad stuff going on. While I'm here, I'm going to clean up. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. 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 So he's kind of like a, a relief in a way. Not like Red Cross vibes. I don't know who he's a relief <laughs> to, but yes. Someone I, I out there is probably here know. for it. I mean, it's less houses Santa has to go to. It could solve the housing crisis. Oh my God, that's so messed up. That's solutions. an immodest proposal. I'm a solutions guy. No. no. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so Krampus shows up. He drags her parents to hell and he is described essentially as the shadow of Santa Claus, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's going around and punishing people who lose the belief in like self-sacrifice and giving to others during this time of year. And what he does is give Omi a little bell. It's like a little Christmas bobble. Well, it's little, but it's kind of fucking big. She yeah. can hold it in her hands like this. And it's inscribed with Krampus's name so that she never forgets what happened. And she's held on to Teach this bell. Teach you to make a wish, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's held on to this bell the entire time and presents it to the family as like proof. Here, he gave this to me. Fuck you. Maybe Omi should have speaking up, spoken up a little sooner. I mean, no one, Probably. Would, no one would have believed her, but. Omi was being ominous. Yeah. <laughs> That's the what Omi stands for. Oh. Ominous. She was being ominous. You can't be ominous without Omi. So. <laughs> so the family's unsure of what's going on and they're trying to discuss a plan of what they're going to do. And then that is when, as I mentioned earlier, Stevie and Jordan disappear up into the attic thinking that they hear Beth, who is still missing. And she was like, come up here, guys, I'll show you what's been going on. So they go up there and you hear screaming. So um, who is it? It's Linda, it's Sarah and Tom. They run up the stairs. Everyone else is still downstairs. Um, So Aunt Dorothy, Max and baby Chrissy, they're in the living room and Harold is in uh, in the kitchen. So when the others run upstairs, they see this giant fucking jack in the box his name is Der Clown. 
And he is swallowing Jordan whole like a snake. He unhinges his face. It is crazy. Nightmare. Yes, it is very cool, but also my nightmare. And we don't know where Stevie is. So they start fighting the Jack in the Box, but then all these other toys come to life. There's a teddy bear who Linda, (laughs) it latches onto her arm like a fucking shark. And she starts beating the shit out of it, stabs it in the eye. Green goo comes out. It's amazing. And then she just throws it over the stairs. And it is so funny. I I don't know what it is (laughs) about like doll-like movements and things just like limply, I don't know, being thrown around. But, uh, and then there's also like a robot toy. And I think Sarah kills it, well, kills it with electricity by short-circuiting the robot. And there's also what they call an angel, but it looks like a little fucking harpy, harpy, like a, yeah. like a winged thing with yeah. feathers all over it. And it's, it's like a marionette doll. It's mouth opens up and she's like terrorizing Tom. And they end up, like, getting her away. They find Stevie in a back corner. They rescue her. And then they all go downstairs. But while that's happening, Harold is in the kitchen battling gingerbread men who have a, um, like, an automatic, uh, like, air nailer kind of thing. And it starts shooting nails at him. (laughs) It is so funny. (laughs) Mind you, he's still injured. So he's, like you know, not able to truly help himself. Yeah. And at some point he gets a shotgun. Some of the gingerbread men are on fire and he starts shooting at them, but he's out of bullets and there's one gingerbread man left. The thing is jumping at him with a candy cane in the shape of a spear. Yeah. And the fucking dog comes up and eats this flaming gingerbread man. It's amazing. Dog to the rescue. (laughs) There's everything about this movie. So great. Here's, but hold on though, because the next thing that happens, they're all in the living room. They can hear things upstairs, so they know that the toys are still up there. They know the Jack in the Box, Der Clown, is still up there. They open a vent. Mind you, they're on the first floor. They let Rosie, the um, bulldog, go inside. And somehow Rosie climbs up the vent into the second floor and starts messing with all the toys. How is that possible? Never underestimate the tenacity of a bulldog. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, plot hole, plot hole, but it's very fun. Because this is, I would not say this movie is satire. It is a dark horror comedy. Yes, I think that's a good way. It, it's, yeah. it's definitely comedic. Um, I guess yeah. I don't really know what quite where the line for satire would be. Yeah, I think it's... Because I, I don't, don't know. know what it would be a satire of. No, I I it's think I think dark not. comedy is dark comedy. Yeah, yeah, more Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes, or I guess horror comedy. Because I guess horror comedy. I guess horror comedy would, by definition, also be dark. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but yes, I agree that I think that's a good way to good way to describe it. Fair assessment. Yeah. But yeah, so now Dirk Clown falls through the roof, and it's kind of sad and cute, but he's trying to run away. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, and then the the other toys come down, like the teddy bear missing an eye and the harpy doll thing. Aunt Dorothy, here's her redeeming moment. She grabs a hold of the shotgun. She fucking shoots the bear. And then she shoots the harpy doll thing, the angel, into a wreath above the fireplace. And it was a shot that was like a little too long. So it got really funny. Like the camera shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it just held for, for a little, little too long. long. <laughs> and then it all falls to the ground. So they think that they've kind of like managed the situation a bit. But that's when these impish elves come. 
and they are creatures that look like they came from the woods. They're wearing like ratty, tattered robe type things. And they have sigils, like a triton looking thing on their forehead. And some of them have these very creepy long masks that they're wearing. It's just, it makes the head look elongated and weird. Yeah. So some of them are blocking the family from leaving. And that's when they take their opportunity to wrap Dorothy in chains. And then another one picks up baby Chrissy and they leave with them. But we don't know what's happening to any of these people that are disappearing. We don't find out until the end of the film. So then the family, they decide, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the mall. It's like a designated safe zone if there's a disaster for some reason. And then if that doesn't work, we'll go to the police station or anywhere that has people in electricity. Yeah. Little do they know. (laughs) You know, there's nothing around. So they all leave except for Omi who shuts the door behind them. Because she wants to face Krampus and they could hear him walking around on the roof. So now we finally see him. He comes through the chimney and faces Omi. And it's definitely... You shall not (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh, by the way, I noticed your even star necklace. John gave it to me. (laughs) It's so pretty. He was like, then when you die, I can wear it. (laughs) He would rock that necklace. <laughs> totally. With like a bandana and sunglasses. Oh, yeah. I can see it now. Yeah. Very John of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like Omi and Krampus like are having a moment. Like Krampus recognizes her even as an old woman. And he is so tall. He has a hunched back and then a disturbingly low head um, for some reason. Like he's just all crooked and bent and very long fingers. He's got the hooves. He has beautiful curled horns. This motherfucker has go eyes. Let me tell oh, you yeah. what. They're very creepy, very demonic. There's something about the slant the the slanted the eyes. Square eyes. Yeah. It's so spooky. And he has a very long serpentine tongue and it's gross. There's a lot of tongue action in this film, but it's kind of funny Hi. in a way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> super not um but then he obviously kills Omi, but we don't see it happen. And so the family, the rest of them, they're all trying to escape. Now we just have Tom, Linda, Sarah, Stevie, and Max. There's a lot of people in this movie. I'm sorry. You just need to know Tony Collette's in here somewhere. Yes. And Tom, he gets attacked by one of the Tremors things. So one by one, they all start disappearing. First it's him, then it's Linda. Sarah's trying to save Linda. And by the way, they're all trying to get to that snowplow they had seen going. Yeah. I don't know how snowplows work. Not a snowplow expert. But that light has been going on the snowplow, which made me think that the battery was running in this vehicle. Probably. Overnight. Why isn't it dead? I don't know. I don't know how long the... Um, I mean, it's, maybe it was running, but then you'd think it would run. I, guess. I don't know. Yeah, That's a good question. I wasn't sure if that was just like movie magic, snowplow yeah. people. Let us know. Yeah. I'm interested. Can it run overnight? I don't know. Because it depends on how many hours it's been. Well, I've killed a truck battery one time by listening to the radio. I just had the For battery. how long? It was a couple hours. <laughs> that still seems very I was, fast. I was though. left in a parking lot. No, it wasn't my parents. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. <laughs> two uh, two hours seems very quick though. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was a I, I, yeah. while. We had to get it jumped. But anyway. Yeah. So the kids are trying to get inside the vehicle, Stevie and Max, while Sarah is trying to help Linda. And they all get sucked under the snow. So we have 
Stevie and Max in the vehicle. Max is trying to start it. The engine's just like not turning over. And she's like, come on, Max. And he's like, we have a hybrid. Like, I don't know how to drive Yeah. (laughs) And then the elf imp things come and they rip Stevie out of the window. Max goes to hunt her down and then finds that there's this ritual happening in the woods around a fire pit and all the impish things are there with Stevie and it looks like she's going to be a sacrifice of some kind. Yeah. And he was like, hey, assholes, like pay attention to me kind of thing as a distraction. And Krampus is there too. And he says, I take it back. I take back my wish. And that's when a pit opens in the center of everything between Krampus and Max. And Max tells Krampus, like, listen, take me instead. Give my family back. I just want them back. And Krampus and all the imp things, they, like, laugh at him and then throw Stevie into the pit. And it is, like, hell. It's definitely hell. That's what he's been doing with the rest of the family. And then he picks Max up holds him over the pit and Max is like, I'm sorry. I just wanted Christmas to be how it used to be. And then drops him into the fucking pit. So now we're at the end of the film. Max wakes up. Everything has a soft white glow to it. He's in his bedroom. He looks outside. There's no disappeared neighbors turned into snowmen anymore. He goes downstairs and sees his entire family. They're chilling around the fireplace, ready to open presents, still in their PJs acting totally normal like their normal shitty selves but like more cheerful yeah because they're about to get presents i mean come on and he's just like in total disbelief he hugs his mom he hugs his dad and he's like you know i just think i had a nightmare um i i had a bad dream and i'm so glad all of you are here kind of thing so then they start passing around the presents and max is handed a little box and inside this box is the bell with Krampus's name on it. He looks at Omi and she's looking at him. And then all of a sudden, everybody's looking at each other as if they're remembering that something really bad happened and they know that something's wrong. And then we start to see the camera move away from Max and he's staring out. And what you see is that the house that they're in is inside of a snow globe amongst thousands of snow globes in a very dimly lit hovel surrounded by candles. And it's definitely Krampus's home. And that's the end of the story. So my question for you is, if Krampus is not eating the kids, which it seems like that's probably what he's doing, like in regular lore, is he dragging everybody to hell? I think so. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, where else would they go? Yeah. And he's definitely like a demonic presence of yes, some kind. Yes, that's kind of the vibe I get from... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I don't know. But you guys, you need to watch this movie. It's fantastic. Yes, it is so good. Yeah, I loved it. And I thought a lot of it, like the toys, they're definitely practical effects. Like, I think there was very little CGI going on. Yeah. I mean, even nowadays, you can still kind of tell. Yeah, it's something digital. Great. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it depends. But yeah, it's not perfect yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, oh, I guess I should mention the toys that were up in the attic. They were the Christmas presents that Linda brought in. Thanks, Aunt Linda. Yeah. Never a good Aunt Linda. Bitch. Unless there is. Yeah. Goddamn yeah. bitch. I don't know. I don't think I know any Aunt Lindas. 
I don't either. Oh, I, don't I was like, what is your history with Aunt Linda? No, I only know like Aunt Lori's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I know any L aunts. <laughs> Almost died by my. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I guess yeah. the the moral of the story is not to lose your Christmas spirit and to question your granny. Because be careful they have what secrets. you wish for. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you wish for because Krampus might be listening. Yes. Yeah. Or does it depend on the time of year? Or could you say I think maybe always be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It's a good policy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I would be a terrible, terrible headache for a genie to get because (laughs) I would, I would have like, there'd be so my wishes would come with like a 20 page, like star addendum. Like, oh my God. I wish for this, but, but (laughs) on the conditions of wish. Like I would like a thousand dollars. I don't want it to come from someone's death. I don't want it to come from something that will make me unhappy. I don't want it like, you know, because you wish for a million dollars and then like someone you love gets schmucked by a bus and you just get the policy. Like, yeah. Oh, because you get it in like a practical way. Practical. Yes. I would, I would have so many (laughs) add-ons to my wishes. Just be a headache. Yeah. It's a conditional wish. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be the person being able to make the wish with all your addendums or would you rather be the genie? I think it'd be a lot of fun to be a genie. You'd be a terrifying genie. I wouldn't do anything super traumatically mean, but I'd certainly (laughs) find ways to like. So it wouldn't be like irreparable. No, but it would, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd find. I'm trying to think of an example and I can't, but like I would find ways to like. (laughs) gently torment people you strike me as a prankster so i'm just saying i would find fun ways to do it you would be the loki version of a genie yes (laughs) speaking of let's do uh, i'm gonna do a seasonal would you rather oh yes please would you rather eat an entire thanksgiving meal one sitting so i mean the whole turkey the whole pie the whole pot of mashed potatoes oh my god or never be able to eat any of those foods again okay so wait (laughs) okay so like the traditional meal what i would have for thanksgiving i either i either eat the entire thing once yes or just to keep it in your life or so the turkey everything that's traditional with a with your thanksgiving meal you have to eat the whole thing in one sitting which might kill you, to be honest. It would have killed me. Yeah, you we, might burst. We had leftovers for four days. It would have killed me. There's no way. We had, my mom, uh, when I went home, we had two Thanksgivings because we also went with the Whedon family. But my mom made us individual little tandoori chicken. Um, oh, that's little, awesome. Little Cornish hens, yeah. which was super delicious, but they were also really cute. And so it was kind of like, oh, this baby, little baby hen died for my eats. <laughs> yeah but it was delicious well i'm happy it was delicious sorry about the baby hens yeah but so like i might be able to because my family it doesn't depends do on a the huge size of the meal. meal like i made so much food it was way too much like jesse's family they have a recipe for um it is mashed turnips i use rutabaga mm. same thing but bigger yeah. i guess and it was absolutely delicious. I got a minor injury from it. Do you oh, see no. the skin yeah. is gone <laughs> on my finger? I thought I sprained it. I was just like chopping and peeling a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, so worth it because it was delish. Delicious. <laughs> delicious and buttery and amazing. But I made 
giant containers of everything. Yeah. And there was a lot of things where it was duplicate. So we had two different kinds of gravy. One was regular turkey gravy. Yeah. The other one was gluten-free. There's gluten-free stuffing and regular stuffing, that kind of so stuff. So you would only have to eat what you would eat, but still, so like you you can have your gluten-free stuffing and your gluten-free gravy, but you have to eat all of that, which which would make sense when it fits with the rest of the meal, but you have to eat you have to eat the entirety of it. But there were enough of those things to feed five reasonable human beings. Yes. I think most Thanksgiving meals are usually excess. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oh my God. So I would have to say I'd never eat any of them again because my stomach would have burst. I will allow that by in one sitting. I mean, you just sit and continue to slowly eat. You can do it. I will allow that it can be done slowly. But So I could filibuster my way through this? You have 24 hours. I could do it. It would be miserable and you probably wouldn't want to eat any of it again. I would but- be crying. Yes. <laughs> I think I would, I, I wouldn't want to give up like like the the turkey part I could give up. I've been like slowly trying to eat less meat in general and like that might be a good yeah, way same. to force it. But there's no shot in hell that I will go the rest of my life without eating mashed potatoes or pie. <laughs> That's fair. I made sweet no potatoes way. as well. Yeah. Because the mashed turnips basically kind of fulfill the potato vibes yeah for regular mashed potatoes yeah i i agree i would want those things plus the cranberry sauce i also had gluten-free pecan pie Mm. oh my god it's so good my mom always makes a pumpkin proline pie (gasps) that sounds amazing it's so good so is it like it's like a layer of proline with a pumpkin baked on top (sighs) my mouth is watering it's it is I, I actually, I bought some back and I could have shared it, but I chose not to. Um, I don't I think don't John had any you. of it. it. She gave me an entire half a pie to bring home and I Be ate selfish. all of it like the next day. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. I understand. <laughs> oh my God. So good. What yeah. a good idea. Oh, one of the people I work with, she had to show me this thing because um, we had a potluck recently for Halloween and then she was looking for things to do for Thanksgiving. And so for Halloween, I made... Uh, pumpkin spice cake balls, but they look like eyeballs with little cocktail forks. That's in them. so cute. Yeah, they came out really well. Yeah. They were fun. Everybody loved the flavor. They yeah. were surprised because super cute. Well, essentially, they were completely allergy free except for like red dye forty from yeah. the the blood I had on it. Yeah. So what she did was she bought pumpkin pies and then used a cookie cutter to cut little like squares and circles out of them. And then put the little cocktail forks in it. So it's like a little mini dessert. Yeah. I thought that was such a good idea. super cute. I love that. It was very cute. I wanted to steal that idea, but there was too much turnip and sweet potato business happening up in my kitchen. So I can fuck up a pumpkin pie. Oh my God. If you you sat like, (laughs) not a huge one, but like, like, you know, the little eight inch pies that you can get from Walmart. I could eat that in one sitting. Oh my God. The problem is gluten-free pies are like 25 bucks. (laughs) Yes, I think that my gluten-free pecan pie, um, that was nineteen fifty or so. It's it was stupid so, expensive. Oh it's it's cheaper to just make your own yep. at that point. Cause like, or just eat a custard. Yeah, seriously. And it's really not that bad. You can get like gluten-free graham cracker crust yeah. and whatever. Or yeah. simple. It's so simple to make a crust, you guys, on, yeah. on your own. It really is. Um, doing kind of like pre-made stuff Mm -hmm. um so definitely do it on your own i did do that one year with a no-bake pumpkin pie i but it was like pumpkin pie 
a cheesecake layer and then like a a whipped topping it was delicious yeah that sounds absolutely delicious it was so good and easy to make you know you just gotta let it chill in the fridge situation so i guess my answer if i had 24 hours to make it through I could do it. I would be miserable. It would, you would certainly have a very serious bellyache after. I mean, what yeah. that's gotta be if you think, oh my on. God. How many calories is an entire Thanksgiving? Oh God, what did you goog? <laughs> so I looked up how many calories, hang on. So let's say a Thanksgiving meal is eight servings. For okay. enough for eight people. A, generally speaking, one American eats three to forty five hundred calories in a Thanksgiving meal, which is very hard to believe, but I guess not that hard to believe. So we'll three hundred to forty thousand oh. to four thousand five hundred. Three thousand. Yeah, sorry, I, I meant to say. You know 1, what though? Okay, I had um, you know, the sticks of butter. <laughs> imperial butter yeah i used all four that came in a package yeah that day while i was cooking like one entire one for the mashed turnips one entire one for the sweet potatoes Uh, oh my god so we'll cutting it halfway that's saying you're eating like three thirty thousand calories in 24 hours oh my god it's like when i was in college there was a diner that had a pancake challenge that it was a platter sized inch thick pancake and it was a contentious thing because they had a, a board that had all four local colleges listed and we could see who was winning. Our college was not winning because we were a liberal arts college. <laughs> um, the, the more military-based college was doing better. Oh, I um, could see that. I don't know if military-based is the right way to – but there's a lot of ROTC out of there. Anyways, so um, a friend and I did it. And I I got close enough to finish that they let me get the T-shirt. There was like – like a half moon slice left of the of the pancake and I just like could not could not I mean, fit it in my belly like a honking it's sack a, of it's pan- a platter sized like a, a full platter sized pancake and it's it's oh my it's God. probably like almost like a it's pizza probably a, pan? I would say yeah like a like a large pizza oh my god I didn't eat pancake for years after yeah it wasn't a good pancake either it was really dry and like Ugh. it was brutal. <laughs> See, yeah. I just like the Thanksgiving dinner. I don't think I could literally eat any of those foods probably for an entire year. Yeah. I don't think I had pancakes for like four or five years after. I oh was just like God. not. I couldn't. Just the thought of them. Guys, let us know what food competitions you've been in and what food aversions you have now because of them. So what did you win? A couple years ago, um, the during the Fourth of July, they have food eating competitions, and John and one of his friends were watching the hot dog eating contest. And the loser, I want to say, ate twenty two and a half hot dogs. That's a lot. It's a lot of hot dogs. John talked a lot of shit, so he was challenged to beat it. Oh my god! Because he was like, I could do that. Anyone could do that. Oh, I'm stressed. He ate nine hot dogs. <laughs> we posted and then he came home and sat on the toilet for like four hours yeah but yeah he got he got roasted for that because 
And is yeah. this with bun included? Yes, it has. Okay, like, because like, like in a traditional contest. The videos of people just dunking <laughs> hot dogs. And John in tried water. that and said that it was a mistake. Yeah, because soggy things don't bother me. Like I, as I get older, I love crunchy cereal, but especially as a kid. I loved when the milk soaked into it. Oh. I know. I'm a heathen. I've told you. Yeah, eat it with your big spoon, nasty ass. I would. <laughs> well, I love oatmeal and things. That's probably why I like I, the yeah, mushy stuff. I, don't, I like oatmeal, but like I won't, even to this day, when I eat cereal, I throw it in by the handful because if it gets even a little bit soggy, I can't. <gasps> I can't eat it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm a big, big texture person, though, when it comes to food. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a flavor person. <laughs> it's fine. As long as it's not hairy, I'm good. Yeah. I don't remember. I want to say it was Brittany Leonard. And Brittany, you can tell me if this was you. <laughs> who shaved a kiwi. That's exactly what I was just thinking about. Yes. I, I wasn't she, pulling like, that out of my ass. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. Did you shave the kiwi? Or did you eat the kiwi like an apple and ask what people usually do with the hair wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute it was one or the other you do mean shave you don't mean peel with a razor Brittany (laughs) if it was anyone it had to have been you so please confirm which one of those it was or maybe it was both yeah huh yep and if you ate it how did it taste hairy for sure (laughs) yeah oh my god wow um well (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon supporters, uh, Tasha, BJ, Brian, and Brent. You guys are fucking awesome. And be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, threads, at Devil's Dirt Star. And be sure to leave us a five-star review because that makes a big difference. And it's free. (laughs) It's totally free to be nice to us. Yeah. It's a very... Um, selfless thing for you to do during this holiday season. Yeah, give us a five star review. If you don't, <laughs> Krampus might come for you, or we'll just try to summon him. If when we, how many times have we said his name? Is he like one of those demons going to show up in our house? Like Bloody Mary, <laughs> Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. Not a demon, but still, you get it. I also, for those who can see, I have uh, Dwight Schrute as Belschnickel. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I love your little pop toys. Yeah. They're very fun. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and for supporting and for watching for those yeah. on Patreon. Super good time. Yeah. I went back recently and was watching some of the videos you had posted and it's just, it's a good time. It is. It really is. As somebody that like hates my own voice and watching myself, Same. it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also hate your voice. Don't you? <laughs> I think uh, I think that's the perfect line to end on. Yeah. So uh, un- <laughs> until next time, Dirtling. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. That was so goddamn funny. <laughs>